Hey, this is Abby Weems from Potty Mouth, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Put a question to the song, let's randomly select it without of our friend synchronicity welcome to the radio eight ball show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at the Monkey House in Berkeley, California in the month of October 2018, October 16th to be exact. And we're here with our musical guest, songwriter, producer, game maker, Ira Marlowe. Simeon. I'm Presario. <laughs> and we are engaging the pop oracle of his songs to answer the questions from our guests. And now, if she would bring the mic close to her face so that we can hear her beautiful voice, we are now welcoming to Radio 8 Ball someone you've heard a lot about but have not had many opportunities to meet. She is one of the reasons that we are able to present this show to you the way we do. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Erica Russell. Hi. Hi, Erica. Hi, Andras. Now. Hi, Ira. Hi, Erica. It's great having you actually on the show. It's been. In studio. The last time you were on the show, it was by actually almost, almost every other time that you've actually, anytime you've been on the radio show, it's been by phone. You've never actually been in the studio for one of our shows. Yes. It's much more intimate this way. Yes. Yeah, I always feel like there's a disconnect, particularly, I feel like the better I know someone, when they we have them on the phone, the more of a disconnect there is. Because I know what it's like to actually be with them, and I know what's not, like, I can tell what, I can kind of fill in the blanks, but I can't do that for the listener. So it's great having you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, I, like, as I said, we've, we've, Told, I've told the listeners about the ways that you help out with the show and the, the things that you've done for us. But what I'm really curious to talk about is, you know, what the experience of Radio 8 Ball is for you. You've, you've Obviously, this, this format holds a lot for you. So I think of you as being one of the best listeners to this show that I have encountered. Thank you. The way that you experience it, the, the intensity that you bring to what the show means for you when you tell me about this stuff, it's a great reflection. It helps keep me going and inspire me. So, but can you just talk a little bit about what... Well, I mean, I yeah. guess on the daily, exploring synchronicity is something that's just in my soul. And uh, when you mix it with the music, it's... Like you say, pretty groovy, right? <laughs> so it's just been fun, though, too. I've been following all for all of the podcasts and then longer than that. So for the years before when the show was on stage or when you were in chaos, um, it's just a fun way to explore synchronicity for me. And, and for you, synchronicity is like it's not just when the show is playing. You 
are sort of like me. You're like synchronicity is a 24-7 thing. That it makes life fun. It's, it brings me joy. Yeah. Laughs. Are there any artists you want us to get on the show really badly? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe some Baltimore bands. Yeah? Such as? You just want me to bring the show to Baltimore. I would love to see the show in Baltimore. <laughs> and I have a venue that would be terrific, too, actually. Yeah? Um, this little magic bar. Yeah? I think it would be really cool to see you do a show there. Um, I like the band Beach House. Yeah. From Baltimore. Uh, like the band Y Oak. Y Oak? I think you'd like both of them. Y Oak, like W H Y? W Y E. Oak. Like the tree. Okay. Um, Caleb Stein. All these. How yeah. come you don't tell me about these artists until I get you on the I did send you a list at one point in time, oh. but I, you know, I always wonder how how do you, you come across how do you, how do you choose? But I know it's that's your path of synchronicity, following who you bring in. But I wouldn't mind peppering some some Baltimore music in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, and you you like all of them. Let's make it happen. Let's get this show to Baltimore. Mm, sounds great. You ever you ever played Baltimore? I have not. You're. W- I, know, I know. I know. Barry Levinson and John Waters have both made Baltimore a place of legend. Mm-hmm. So and I saw John Waters in the grocery store one afternoon. That was kind of cool. <laughs> That's fun. That's John Waters checking out. <laughs> so where did you move out from, Ira? You, I remember I moved out here from Richmond, Virginia. From Richmond, which is Virginia. Not far from Baltimore. Okay, really. yeah. But I've I've lived all over as a little kid, you know, and uh, I, I missed Baltimore, but I lived, you know, Chicago, Cleveland, Terre Haute, Indiana, Philadelphia. And, and did you? I, I'm. Forgive me if I'm not, if I don't remember this, but have you toured much? Not at all. I've, I've tried. I've, this is one of the things when we sort of put ourselves down as, as loser artists. A few years, this, at one time I made a serious effort twice to put a tour together. I sent out packages. This was before the internet. After sending out, you know, 30 kits, all these things, I basically got, you know, two gigs 500 miles and two weeks apart. It was just silly to even do it, you know. Now I kind of realize the way to do it is you make friends with other people who are doing it and you, you know, mm-hmm. sort of piggyback at least on their knowledge and stuff. And I've had a dream for a while. I've actually put together a tour of uh, of Ireland and Scotland going over there because I want to play some where they speak English. You can appreciate the lyrics. But yeah. get the hell out of this place, you know, and maybe never come back. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the funny story, I, I did do a tour in Germany. Uh, of, uh, that's of, always that's the beginning of most funny stories. Of, of mostly Irish <laughs> pubs in Germany, and what was hilarious is I would <clears throat> they'd have this paper sign they would put outside the door, and the first time I went it said I R E Marlowe is playing, and the second place I went it said E R A mm. Marlowe is playing, and I said you know what's up you know this is not how you spell my name and he says we can't be putting the IRA out there lad what kind of name is that <laughs> that's that oh, is sad so there so they I guess not a lot of kids named Ira in not in Ireland I don't think so <laughs> no unless they're you know very serious very committed to the cause yeah exactly <laughs> IRA Marlowe well Erica I know you uh I know you, you said that you were... What, what was the word that you used to describe how you are about your... You have your... What's the... You taught me a new word to, today. Oh, wow. Pregundo? Pregunta. 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 I don't know why. Which meets your question. My, my you, question. So what is your pregunta? Well, it's 
It's so sweet, like, hearing about your little reunion, and you guys you guys have known each other for 30-some years. I'm out here in California because I was attending the wedding of a friend that I've known that long. Pretty awesome. And I got to squeeze in a little uh, tour of the uh, San Diego University. My UC job, San UC Diego. SD. Um, via FaceTime, I had a tour with my daughter because she's she wants to go to school out here. She's got four schools that she's chosen that she wants to potentially go to, and I want to know if she'll end up matriculating in California when she goes off to school next year. Excellent. Excellent. So we are down to two songs left on the board. Those two songs are If We Were In Love Mm -hmm. and Schlitz. Song number two, (laughs) If We Were In Love. Song number four, Schlitz. One of those songs will be the answer to the question whether or not your your sister, I said your sister. We look like sisters. Whether your daughter will be going to school in California. And we have exhausted the cards, and we are now going to move on to... How do we determine which song to play? Ah, well, we have the binary oracular divination (laughs) tool, or as you may know it, the coin. Coin The Radio 8 coin. And so, if it lands on heads, it will be song number one, If We Were In Love. And if it lands on tails, it will be song number four, Schlitz, which will answer the question. And now, I am handing the Radio 8 coin to you, Erica Russell. And now it is your turn to flip the radio. Give it a flip. Okay. That was a a I didn't really flip it. It's got to go flip. in there. You got to thumb it. You got to thumb it. Okay. The oh, like this radio. Eight coin. And the answer Startled is the dog and is that a head? Lands like on heads. If we were in love. Hmm. Interesting to see how this answers that question. We shall see. We sat there talking The car still running Neither of us noticing the time And even in the dark I saw it in your eyes that shine Each time you laughed, just when I laughed, I had a thought I almost thought was real. That if we were in love, this is how we'd feel. We've got no business going near this. Something we both know It shouldn't be so hard To see things as they are And let go So you told a story And I told a story And we never came close to a kiss But if we were in love would feel like this Maybe there's a place somewhere 
Everything not meant to be is meant to be there Where the laughter goes on and the sorrow is gone And the stars all align We sat there talking, the car still running And I told you what I couldn't help but say And you got quiet and I got quiet That might make the whole thing go away And I caught myself And you caught yourself And you took my hand and said you had to go If we were in love If we were in love If we were in love We would know That was If We Were In Love from Ira Marlowe. The answer to Erica's question about where her daughter is going to be going to school. You ask a lot, of, whenever you've been on the show, you ask mm-hmm. a, a lot about your daughter. That's a... It's a deflection thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know how serious I take this format. I don't want to reveal too much of myself. No, I really want to know, actually... You really want to know? I really want to know if she's going to end up out here. Well, let's um, let's go to the songwriter here and little, get a little bit, bit of background on this song. Now, this song, it just made the list at the last minute. Mm-hmm. It was not. It 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 was sort of like the the last the last one on the train. Right. I replaced another one because I yeah. I forget what I said, but you you said I should put it on, so I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what. I don't remember either. <laughs> but it was a good reason at the time. So, tell us a little bit about the background of that song, Ira. Uh, it's one of these songs that's based in truth and not in truth. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> had made a new friend who I became rather infatuated with and, uh, for reasons I won't get into, it was just not a possibility having a relationship. And I told her we would, you know, I would drive her home and we would sit in the car and just talk for a long time. And at one time when I did sort of confess my feelings to her, you know, which I knew were hopeless, um, I said, you know, it just, you know, when we sit there in the car talking like that, I just, I just like, I know like when I meet someone, this is what it's going to be like. This is just, you know, what, what I'm looking for and what I want. And that turned into a song about, the difference is in the, it, was, it was unrequited in my case, partly just because of the other person's circumstances, but, uh. I thought it was a more interesting song to make it where both people really wish it could happen, but it, you know, circumstances prevent it. And most people would listen to it and assume one person's married or they're both married or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and it's one of those songs, the lyrics changed a little bit. I pretty much wrote the whole thing like on paper without any music to it. And I tried several different settings and several different approaches and was so frustrated. I almost like sent it to Maurice who just played, who's a great songwriter and said, Hey, you know, take a crack at these lyrics. 
And then one day I just came up with this very simple progression and it sort of flowed really easily from that. And I, you know, had to change a word or two here and there to make it fit the melody. But, uh, and I felt when I wrote that, my God, this is like the most coverable commercial song I've ever written. And I immediately sent it to some people in Nashville. I was like, nope, nope, not right for Nashville. Too subtle. <laughs> Somebody actually said that, yeah, it's too subtle for Nashville. I hate, I hate <clears throat> when people use compliments as insults. Yeah. Like, oh, that song's too clever. Oh, that song's, you know, too good. <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I know. Dumb it down. <laughs> Write a less clever, less subtle, less beautiful song. <laughs> I know. That's what they do want. <clears throat> so, Erica, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, it's a beautiful song. Nothing popped at me for, for my answer. Um, there was a lyric, though, take my hand and you you have to go or I have to go. And she took my hand and said she had to go. <clears throat> that, okay, that stuck out. Just the... No, I mean, I'm going to be... with your daughter? A, a parting is going to be just s sorrow. Yeah. I don't know how sweet it's going to be. Mm, maybe you not know, for her. That makes me... I think you're... I think it's exactly what it is. Because I had a different idea, which is far less profound than this. But I think, you know, when you're a parent, and you know, neither of us know anything about that, but we mm -hmm. do from, you know, having been a kid and seeing our friends and stuff, you know, you you don't want them to leave the nest. You want it to go on like this forever. And so it's an impossible relationship in that sense. It's just like this. And at some point you're going to be sitting in the car <clears throat> with your daughter wanting to be able to sit there forever. And no, she's going to have to walk out, you know. Yeah, and preparing. You know, and... <clears throat> you know, it's sort of like, you know, I lost my, uh, my other dog a couple of years ago who I was, as much as I love him, I was just so attached to the other one, you know. He's pointing to POTUS. Yeah. And I lost the other, the other one, yeah. the picture fell down, but, and I think, okay, well maybe there's another life where, you know, well, maybe she's going to be like my, my lover in my next life or something. Mm -hmm. We'll get to, you know, <laughs> to Aww. compensate this sounds a little crude, <laughs> but, you know, but I think, you know. Every relationship's different. Every relationship, you know, whether it's between a parent and child, between lovers, you know, an adult and a pet, between a kid and it's, you know. But the the, the, the banal idea I had for what it could mean is just she's going to find some school she really loves and for one reason it's not going to work out, you know. So I was just thinking how the song is saying, I mean, there's two things. One, first of all, I love, this is such a great Ira Marlowe song. Nashville be damned. It's so achingly romantic. And it's just sort of like it has this. It's creating perfection out of an imperfect moment. I never actually until I uh, sat here with you. I don't know if I would I would have described your music that way. <laughs> but as I'm listening to it over and over again, there is this sense of and it's the thing that I try to do as an artist. So maybe it's why we resonate is that I. I use songwriting in exactly that way. When something doesn't go, when it goes, some, there's something I can't integrate into my experience, I can create a song and put it in a context where whatever was sad or bad was is now beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so there's something about this. It's like making this beautiful thing out of what was probably a painful and frustrating right. moment. And so that's sort of like this, what I, what some people would call like a winner's script. Like you, take control of a situation mm -hmm. and then you make it beautiful for yourself. Right. But then there's this other part, which is 
not the winner's script, which is maybe the thing that someone who doesn't have, isn't able to write the song is left to contend with, is this sense of wishing things were other than they are. And that that's not like, if this were, if this were right, then it would be like this, where the way it is, is de facto right, right? It, our, we may want it to be different, but it is exact. Right. The way it is is exactly the way it is, and I and it must be so much as you said. We neither of us, I or you nor I, know what it's like to be a parent. As frustrating as living, as being, as like having those dynamics on an individual level must be. Multiply that times many, many times oh, when it's the experience of someone who is woven into your being, who you have no control you have no control over how the world's going to treat them right, right. you know have no control of how they're going to react to the many situations that are going to come to them of disappointment right. and heartbreak because that's part of being alive and, and of course erica you like i said you've been on the show before when you've been on the show you've asked about your daughter it is obvious that you care deeply about your daughter and you're per- you're very personally invested but if you think about this song as saying that things are exactly how they are and there is no better, there is no worse, there is no making it be a certain way. Is there some reflection in that that maybe allows you to, to even as much as you care, create some spaciousness and let go a little bit of it having to be a certain way and allowing it to be what it is? Yeah, I, I think she's so fixated on coming out here. So she's chosen like four schools and... um always there's the possibility of mm, that might not work out. Uh, please expand your, you know, application process. But I think she has that dream of coming to California like a lot of people do. Where, uh, like, what are the schools? Uh, well, San so Diego. San right. Diego. And then you um, see Santa Cruz. Uh, a school called the Redlands, and then another that I, uh, Chico. Oh, famous party school. Great. Oh, <laughs> okay, we'll leave that at right where it was at the bottom of the. Ch- uh, and the, the well, I guess this is one of those things where there is a finite. We will know at some point yeah. the answer well, to this question. Right. Some of the lyrics and and. Oh, well, there if were the stars all align. Well, not if the stars all align, and the stars all align. Eventually they will. So right. eventually, I, I'm hopeful that she is happy wherever she decides to go. Spoken like a true mother. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Show. It's a good show. <laughs>